Hello, everybody. As promised, this is um, some information about Jones Gulch. And this recording is not particularly political. It's just about uh, memories of California, uh, particularly Jones Gulch, uh, which is a YMCA campground. And we'll get into that a little bit uh, later. So my grandmother is in this for um, a few minutes, and then my mom does most of it. Just so you all know, my grandfather, uh, Robert Marmersine, who is Bob in in this recording, uh, was a dancer and uh, gives a lot of me- a lot of the memories about dancing is uh, kind of revolves around him. So uh, this is this is just sort of I'm trying to think of the best way to say this is this is the California that was and the California that I think should be is uh, this kind of freer California where people could live there and go to these camps that are relatively local because when they went to Jones Gulch, Jones Gulch was an interest camp. It was it was owned by the YMCA, but they had this uh, sort of folk dancing camp there, and it was local, well, relatively local to the Bay Area. These days, uh, the way that things exist now, I'm not sure that this could exist. Maybe something similar does exist, but um, and and I do know that Jones Gold's the YMCA camp does still exist. It's a kids camp, I think, and um, maybe some other stuff. But uh, the the folk dancing camp that I went to as a child, and my mom and my uncles went to as a child, uh, as far as I'm aware, doesn't exist anymore. And and to me, that's a little bit sad, but. Uh, the memories are important, and this is kind of what I'm trying to solidify with this podcast is that this is what California was and what California should be. It's a it's a it's a state where it's beautiful, and people should love being there. They shouldn't have to want to leave like I did and move to you know Texas or Idaho or Nevada or wherever um, because they feel like they're driven out of the state due to taxes and due to onerous restrictions and so on and so forth. So please enjoy these memories <laughs> after after I've killed them with my little political speech or whatever, but please enjoy the memories and um, let me know what you think uh, over on uh, the California in Exile on Twitter, um, or you can let me know on Childeberg on Twitter or Tasting Anarchy on Twitter, um, and uh, you can always email me at Tasting Anarchy or tastinganarchy at gmail.com. And uh, so here is uh, my mom's interview of my grandma and then my mom recalling some of the events of Jones Culture, what Jones Culture was like, and then after that, we'll do a, kind of a closing song. So, Mom, every year on Labor Day weekend, we went to Jones Gulch. Right? Right. And uh, it was in La Honda, California, which is south of San Francisco, in the Redwoods. And how did you and Dad begin going there? Well, Bob had uh, gone there most of his life because uh, he, he, he liked to dance, and so he hung out with dancers. And what was the name of the group that he went with? The Gate Swingers. The Gate Swingers. And what kind of dancing did they do? Well, mostly ballroom dancing. Yeah, and some international folk dancing? International folk dancing, yes. 
Right. And what was it that you just told me about dad and being a dancer? He was a sought-after dancer. All the women wanted to dance with him because he was a very good dancer. And do you remember the names of any of the dances you used to do? Uh, no. No? Okay. Do you remember any particular way you felt about going there? What was especially fun about it or what wasn't great about it? Or after kids came along, how it well, changed for I you? Got, I got to dance a lot, too, because Bob was such a good dancer. So, therefore, it was very nice for me to be sought after. Hmm. <laughs> and then, now, when you first started going there, you didn't have any kids yet. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. And so, how did it change once you started having kids and... Actually, when you first started, maybe most of the couples didn't have kids yet. Is that uh, correct? It kind of grew into a family camp? It kind of went from being a singles and a young couples camp to... Yeah, I, I think you could say that. And what types of things, activities were added and, and things when families started coming? Uh, you lost <laughs> Okay, that's perfect. Thanks, Mom. Say hi to Jacob. Hi, Jacob. Hey, Jacob. Well, I'm here to tell you about Jones Gulch. Jones Gulch, as my kids say. Um, I'm not sure if you wanted me to do this like this or if you want to call and ask me questions, but I'll give you this. An interview is better if you're asking questions and we're having a conversation. I sort of tried to make it about mom and me having a conversation, grandma and me, but it it didn't really work out. She's... She's not really remembering Jones Gulch very well, which is interesting because it was a big part of our lives. And she remembers a lot of other things in pretty significant detail. But she says she thinks it's because she always considered Jones Gulch to be Bob's place, which, as you know, is Grandpa. So Jones Gulch is in La Honda, California. It's a YMCA camp that um, Dad's Grandpa's folk dance group rented every Labor Day weekend. Uh, their group was called the Gate Swingers, and then they also joined with another group um, together called the Live Wires. So there was actually two groups out of San Francisco uh, that were they were folk dance groups. They also did all kinds of. They just liked to dance. You remember Grandpa and just he could dance anyway. Uh, but this was particularly folk dancing, um, and they got together uh, before. Grandma and Grandpa met. They they were Grandpa's group of friends. And so he brought Grandma along, and then she joined in. But she never felt as comfortable with him or felt like she knew him as well. But she had a good time going there. So they went to Jones Gulch every Labor Day weekend. Camp started on Saturday morning, uh, lasted through Monday morning. It Before there was kids along, I'm not sure if they just danced the whole time. I don't think so. I think they did other activities too, but I don't remember any of that, of course. So by the time I came along, you know, that was quite a while later. It's a pretty well-established camp since I was the youngest in my family. And so they did things. um, There was always a theme, and you wore the the first night for the reception and the the dinner, you wore a, a costume of the theme. Some of the ones I remember were Hollywood was one, uh, 1920s was one, uh, mm, there were some others, I don't, 
I felt like I thought of three of them, and now I can't think of what they were. But so that was kind of a fun part of it. And then, you know, the it kind of carried on throughout the weekend. The, the first night of the theme was kind of the big deal, and the rest then it sort of carried on, but it was really mostly just the first night. So um, during the day, well, different than Burton, there was there was just one dining hall, and it wasn't like a hanging out place like the Burton Lodge, but there were decks out side of it with benches and everything and that's mostly where people hung out the dining hall was mainly for dining um or sometimes for dancing activities during the day like when they taught lessons and that kind of thing but mostly it was locked during the day so it wasn't it was, in that way it was different than burton um one thing i do remember is that when you went into your meal nobody could nobody sat down you stood at your table until after the blessing and grandma and i sung you the blessing that we often sang there that was another interesting thing about it it wasn't particularly a christian camp or anything but there was always a blessing before the meal and there was always a church service on sunday morning and then there was always a choir that sang and the choir somebody usually knew how to direct the choir and people that knew how to sing got together and they'd put together a song or two and it was interesting because like that wasn't really the focus of the camp but in those days it was more a part of american culture that if you were together somewhere on a Sunday you generally had a time and it wasn't you know a real evangelical service or anything it was a time to uh, be thankful to to remember um, to remember God to thank God for where you were I think something about being out in the woods we were in it is in the redwoods uh, California redwoods so a very beautiful place and very peaceful place and I think just something about being out there made people want to get together and um, you know have a have a church service so that was one thing that we did on on the sunday now backing up a little bit uh friday night no we didn't start on friday saturday night so there was breakfast of course or and everybody got together and it was kind of registration and everybody saying hi how you doing we haven't seen you for a whole year or whatever um then there was instructional dancing uh for people that would teach sometimes grandpa sometimes other people got together and they'd uh teach some new dances or they'd do some different things there was also a swimming pool um that was open uh for several hours in the afternoon later on there was things like a climbing wall there was ping pong tables that was the big deal when i was a kid was was the ping pong tables down there we played ping pong like nonstop for three days and uh, that's why i'm a good ping pong player so then there was meals again. There was sometimes a craft um, for the kids. Like I think there was tie-dyeing one year and sometimes there's like things to make out of it. Mostly that was for kids. There, Then they would have, after dinner, there was campfire, which was always fun. Like a pretty typical campfire. Oh, there's Grandma. Say hi, Grandma. This might be getting too what long. What am I doing in there? <laughs> Saying hi to Jacob. Hi, Jacob. I'm looking at my notes because I wrote down the questions that you wanted to know. So after campfire, um, both nights, both Saturday night and Sunday night, had campfire, sang similar songs to the ones that we did at Burton, but maybe maybe more folk songs, like, uh, or maybe not folk songs is what you call them, like, uh, you know, we did... Uh, Stole a stole a stole a pump a stole a pump a stole a pump a stole a stole a stole a pump a stole a pump a pump a pump. So that kind of song and things like it ain't gonna rain no more no more it ain't gonna rain no more how in the heck can I wash my neck if it ain't gonna rain no more? And then there were in between the songs there was skits both nights interspersed and you just signed up to do a skit it wasn't skit night 
And, of course, we always did a skit, uh, you know, because we were Marmersteins. Uh, so that was fun. Grandpa, of course, the skits were his favorite part. And then uh, after campfire, then there was kind of the formal dancing or the fun dancing or whatever. And the women would all go put on their folk dance dresses, which were usually roughly with wide skirts that twirled when they spun and kind of a peasant blouse usually. And the guys wore slacks and button button up shirts uh, with collars and uh, maybe a, a tie, some, some of them, or a hat. I mean, they danced. They dressed pretty, um, pretty slick for for dancing. You know, it was kind of a big night. It was a big date night, and they would go in and they would just have a ball. And I regret that I didn't go in and dance. I I could have. I knew how to do most of the dances, but you know, I thought, oh, that's for that's for the old people. And so I watched it some, mainly because I liked the music and I liked to watch them dance. Uh, There's a lot of uh, polkas and that kind of thing too. Bitterell. Beer barrel polka, you know, was a fun one, you know, roll out the barrel, you know. So uh, I'd, I would dance a little bit, but most I'd watch or I'd go outside and play ping pong and hang out with the kids that were my age. And like I said, I do regret that now because I think that would have been a good opportunity uh, to really learn uh, learn something that I don't know how to do and I wish I did. But anyway, it was what it was and it was fun. So then... That's pretty much how it was when I was growing up. Well, then, of course, I had kids, and we all started going, and you remember how it was for you. Um, Oh, one thing about the pool in the daytime. So Grandpa's big thing was trick diving and clown diving, as you know. So sometimes there would be pool games. Uh, that was a, a structured activity. They'd throw pennies in, and kids could dive for pennies. Uh, sometimes you do a greased, a greased watermelon where they'd rub shortening all over a watermelon and drop it in the middle of the pool, and you'd have two teams, and they had to swim, and the first team that could bring the watermelon back to their side won, won the game. And everybody could play, and everybody dove in, and it took it took a good long time for somebody to finally get a hold of that watermelon and bring it back. And then, of course, we cut up the watermelon and several others, and everybody get a piece of watermelon. Um, there were sweat, sweatshirt relays, um, Different kinds of things like that. Grandpa led those a lot because we were big swimmers. And then, of course, there was a diving contest. And Grandpa loved to do his trick diving. And he was very well known for it. And uh, sometimes he'd put on a women's bathing suit with balloons in the thing and come out and be really silly. You know, uh, other times he'd just clown around. Um, Well, I remember for a while he had one of those old-fashioned one-piece men's bathing suits that was striped and you know it was like a tank top on top but then long shorts down to the knees you know so he did things like he'd do a seat drop up to a one and a half or he'd uh you know go out and pretend to slip and fall and you know kind of fall in the water and everybody'd gasp and you know he'd come up smiling of course uh, i think he'd do like a handstand you know and then flip into the water he'd do a back back seat drop and flip flip over he could do all kinds of stuff he was he was a funny guy and he could do some real dives too he you know he was pretty impressive and uh so that was fun i know when he got older we always were worried about that part of it but he didn't really give it up too much until he was quite a bit older i don't know if he was still doing that when you remember or not uh sometimes there would be a field day that grandpa led that a lot um and that was similar to to the pool games, but they were in the field. So there'd maybe be an egg on a spoon race 
or um, you know different types of relays, uh, peanut hunt, you know those those kinds of things. And it was just a fun time, you know. Kids, people could come or not come as they wanted, and but most did. And there was prizes, you know, little um, penny prizes or tickets to the canteen. There was a snack bar. Uh, you could get it. You could win a ticket to um, get something from the snack bar, maybe or the canteen. Um, let's see. What else did you ask about? So back to campfire. I guess anybody, you know, it wasn't really structured in that one person necessarily let it. There was a guy named Carl Ballou, who you probably know. He wrote the Yellow Honda song, and he sang a lot. He was very popular. Um, so he kind of took the lead on campfire, but it was kind of open. Anybody that knew a song or, or, uh, could get up and teach it. Uh, you know, everybody liked motion songs that people got up in the middle and told a joke. It wasn't, it, that was different than Burton also, in that it wasn't like all singing and then one night of skits. It was like, you do a skit, then a couple songs and somebody tell a joke and somebody would tell a story, then, you know, all that kind of stuff. So maybe a little bit less structured campfire, I would say. Uh, one of my uh, favorite things, I think I might have already started this song, but one of my favorite memories was we were singing at campfire that it ain't gonna rain no more, no more, it ain't gonna rain no more, how in the heck can I wash my neck if it ain't gonna rain no more, and as we were singing that song, it started raining, and I just thought that was so hilarious, and apparently not really very many other people did, but that's a fun memory for me, um... Let's see, another fun memory, we were tie-dyeing one time when Robert, your cousin, was a little boy, and it was the old school tie-dyeing where you had a bucket of dye and you had a stick and you put your tied up your t-shirt with the rubber bands and you put it in the dye and you stirred it around with the stick and we were stirring and stirring and stirring and Robert looked at me and he said, is it dead yet, Aunt Marta? So that was also a fun memory. Um, one year... There was 14 of us in one cabin together, and there was one bathroom. So our skit was, in a cabin in the woods, 14 campers by the window stood, waiting for the bathroom there, knocking at the door. Help me, help me, help me, they said. I don't want to wet the bed. Stand, little camper, stand in line. Things will be just fine. So that was an example of the type of skit we did. Another skit we did once that was fun was... um, Uncle Jody kind of emceed it and talked about how easy life would be if if people just always followed square dance calls. So he gave we, one of the examples was standing in line at the bank, and so we were all in the line at the bank, you know, and it was a long line. And Grandpa came in, you know, kind of impatiently looking at his watch, looking at his watch, and and all that. And all of a sudden, he started calling folk dances or square dancing, not folk dances, but square dancing, uh, like with, and ended with somehow a grin right and left or something. So it worked his way up the line through dance steps and made it to the front of the line and made his deposit. And, you know, so we had several examples of that. So that was kind of a funny skit that we did one year. Um, well, I can't think of much else. So maybe you just call me and ask me questions and it'll come to me. So I don't know if this is going to have me up for you at all. So see ya. So there is uh, my mom and grandma having conversation about Jones Gulch and my mom just sharing a couple of her memories. We'll probably, her and I will probably get together and talk a little bit more about it. Uh, and that might spark some, some of my own memories because I don't actually remember Jones Gulch as I, as well as she, she'd mentioned this in the thing. We also went to a family camp called Burton uh, and that I remember very well. And I mean, because I've actually attended Burton in my adult life, 
Uh, I think we stopped going to Jones Gulch probably when I was 10 or 11, probably even younger than that. But uh, I, I remember the area very well, and it's a very, very pretty part of California. It's the south of San Francisco. Um, it's the Redwood Forests, and kind of um, it's very wet there. Uh, well, wet for California. So it's very, very green, and it has a lot of just these really pretty tall redwood trees. And uh, that was one of the things I remember most about Jones Gulch is the walk from the the lodge to the cabins was always kind of through these kind of winding hills and uh, trails and stuff like that, and just really pretty trails. Uh, another, like, we, we have a lot of other interesting memories, too. I'll just uh, share briefly a couple. We got one of our favorite cats. We had a ton of cats growing up, but one of the cats we was a, sp- a stray that we found at Jones Gulch and we named it Jones. And we had that cat for a long time. Uh, it was just one of, it was like a, a gray striped cat. And um, I also remember this, I can't remember the kid's name, but one of the kids, there was a payphone at the deck in front of the lodge and he called 911 and said hey it's for you and he gave it to me and i answered and it was and you know it was the 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 uh 911 operator going oh you know 911 emergency how can i help you and it scared me and i hung up and he said i'll teach you not to pick up somebody else's phone call which was a weird thing for him to say but um he told me the police were going to come get me and so he had me hide under the lodge deck, which was probably for like 20 or 30 minutes. But in my memory, it was, oh, there's the dogs. In my memory, it was like hours and hours of me hiding under there for them. Maybe that's why uh, I became an anarchist, because uh, I, I was uh, I was afraid of the police at a very young age. But yeah, I think that, I think we there's an opportunity for this show for us to kind of do some memories from... You know, my four sisters, some of them won't remember Jones Gold's probably at all, but my older sister will. And maybe I'll get my cousins on at some point to talk about uh, Jones Gold's or just some of the other stuff that we did together. We went, you know, I went camping with some of my cousins at Bodega Dunes. Uh, we've gone camping up in at Sly Park Lake and, and other places. Um, so a lot of, lot of good stuff to pull from. It's just one of those things where I'm trying to, I guess, in, reinforce for the listeners that California is a really beautiful place, and it's a shame what's happening to it. It's causing a lot of people to leave. And um, make sure that you, when you're making political decisions or making decisions in general, is that you're not wrecking a place that you love uh, by allowing certain things to happen. So I guess that's that's the message. So anyways, on a positive note, my grandma and mom also recorded them singing a song that we well, I think we learned it at Burton, but we also sang at Jones Gulch, so here it is. Bless this house, bless our food. Come, O Lord, and sit with us. May our lives flow with peace. Come with your love surround us. Friendship and peace, may they bloom and grow, bloom and grow forever. Bless our friends, bless our food.
Bless all mankind for 